The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Travis Ketchum. He's the founder of Contest Domination, which has got over 20,000 customers. And he's also the founder of Campaign Refinery, which is a marketing automation tool, which is processing over 300 million emails a month. 300 million emails a month. Imagine how long it takes him to read them all. He's also the host of the podcast, which we've actually been guests on, called Addicted to M. Now, we're going to be talking about the right way to run massively viral contests to help you build your list uh, massively. And we're going to talk about the right ways to do it and the wrong ways to do it because there's uh, it's easy to get, this, to get this wrong. Now, listen, when the podcast comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're stuck there all alone trying to figure out, well, how do I apply this to me and my business? Because I'm different because all businesses are different. So come and hang out in our free Facebook group. Uh, you'll get training and resources and share what you're working on. Just go to Facebook and search for the email marketing show community and you'll find it just there right there on facebook oh it's a lovely place to be he's banished his girlfriend's enormous collection of rubber ducks from their home office it's hypnotist robert temple and the man who only reads in bed or in the bath soggy pages right it's the mind reader kennedy I was talking about about the bath with the soggy pages, just so you know. I'm I'm hoping so. It's not that kind of book. (laughs) Depends what the book... How big is this collection of rubber ducks? I don't think I've ever seen this. uh, There's probably like like 40 or 50 of them. She's uh, She's got 007 James Pond. I just threw up in my mouth. And with those shameful uh, duck puns out of the way, yes, we are here every single week giving course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that it is you need to be the email marketing hero in your business using psychology-driven email marketing. Rob, Obviously, Travis is here with us on the show, Travis Ketchum. But one of these three things is true about them. The other two I've made up. Let's see how good uh, you are at uh, being a detective. I can't think of a duck pun about detective. Is there? Is there a detective? Sh- it could be Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock. <laughs> oh, God. Right. What's the listenership? Just drop off a cliff just then. Right. Anyway. So, did he create and sell his own system to stream TV over the internet? before Netflix was around? Did he work in the original Starbucks before it was renamed as Starbucks? Or did he arrive in his to his senior prom in a helicopter that he won as a prize? Right, I'm going to discount the middle one about Starbucks, unless you're implying it was called something else before it was called Starbucks. Cause Starbucks- it actually was, by the way. It's called Irna Jelly. Oh, it's just throwing an extra little thing in there that might oh. throw me off. Okay, I, I'm going to... What was it called? Irna Jelly. It was Italian for news of the day. And it had a newspaper from around the world of all the different countries you could read of that day's newspaper. The problem is, right, Travis is a really smart guy, and I reckon he probably knows a fact about all of these things and can totally throw me off. Um, I think that he created and sold some kind of system that was a bit like Netflix before Netflix. So who knows? Travis, which of those things was true? 
I did create a video streaming system. It, it wasn't quite like Netflix, but uh, in college as a student worker, I created a system on campus that streamed all 60 channels of DirecTV over IP and actually buffer the last 24 hours. So if you had a computer, you could s plug into TV anywhere on campus and actually rewind up to 24 hours of any channel. Flip the next. Got it right. I can't believe you got it right. I'm furious that you got it right. Absolutely. I even tried to help you by throwing him a curveball with the Erna Jelly <laughs> thing, which is true, by the way. It is a lot. Jelly or whatever it was. Do anyway, you dude, thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Delighted to hang out again. Um, so listen, this contest thing, some people may have heard of it. Some people may not have heard of it before. Some people may have done it and been burned because like some of it, some of the bits weren't right. Let's talk about what is this contest thing? How does it help us build our lists? Sure. Well, you know, an email list is great if you have leads. <laughs> so you got to do this thing like build your list, right? And uh, few things are better than straight up bribing people with more than just a PDF. And so the, the great thing about a contest is you can give away something with a much higher prize value than just a, a free PDF for the chance to win, right? So you can spend more on one or a few things and try to bribe a bunch of people at the chance to win it. And then you can bribe them even more to say, hey, not only are you injured to win now on this juicy thing, but now if you refer us more people, we'll increase your odds of winning. So it's this awesome viral mechanism that allows you to just destroy the opt-in rates of PDFs, you know, video series, even webinars, um, because you get this viral lift and you have such an enticing front-end offer. Okay, so let's just take a look at the flow of that a little bit, a little bit in our in our minds and paint it all out. Because the I've seen some con I've seen lots of different types of contests. They can be run in different ways. I know even use you know using your platform and various other platforms, they can be run and modelled in different ways. They've got different features and stuff. So we're talking about getting people to opt in for something, and then saying, okay, you've just opted in. Good news is. I'm going to send you that thing, but would you like this extra super duper gift? This a a chance to win this really massive prize. Refer some more people to opt in for the same thing. Is that the same? Is that right? So that that is one method. Uh, frequently, though, contest the initial opt in is for the big prize. So they're they're hitting a landing page and it's saying, you know, you're you're able, you're entering to win something that you either can't afford or is exclusive and you just can't get your hands on, right? So like something rare exclusivity that's only available as part of the contest, right? That's why sometimes, you know, in celebrity type things, it's like access to celebrities would be a good example of an exclusive thing that even if you have a bunch of money, maybe you couldn't normally access it, right? Um, we'll talk about why that may or may not be a good prize, especially people on your show. Uh, but yeah, so they're entering their information for a chance, sort of like, you know, random draw or most points wins. And then, pretty much every tool in the market has some kind of incentive after the fact of extra things you can do to increase your chance of winning. And some tools that's, they'll give you points just for sharing on, you know, Facebook or just for sharing on, you know, LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever. Our tool is focused exclusively on referrals because we want more opt-ins period, right? Social stuff is like, nice, you know, frosting on the cake, but the meat, meat and potatoes of what actually drives an email list growth is opt-ins. So all of our referrals, for example, you get one entry when you enter and you get 10 entries for every friend that you refer through one of your unique links that we use to track. Does that make sense? This makes sense. Yeah. I know that there'll be a bunch of people listening to this because I'm one of them who would say, okay, so I'm selling my courses or my membership site, or I'm selling some sort of intangible digital product of some description or a coaching program. And they'll start to wonder, what's the thing I give away as a prize? Like if you sell iPads, maybe you could give away iPad cases or an iPad or whatever like that. So let, 
one of the big things here is just getting the price to be something that people care about, right? And and I'm sure there's a load of mistakes that you've seen people make along the way where actually the thing falls over because nobody wants the damn thing sufficiently Sorry, that, that they go for it. So what's what's your sort of thinking on the prize thing? Totally. So prize is really everything. I mean, if if you take away one thing from this entire, you know, conversation that we're having, it's how to get the prize right. Because no matter any trick or tip or, you know, hack that you come up with outside of this is going to help you if you get this part wrong. So I hope people are really dialed in. Now, the prize is your big, big filter, your big differentiator, right? Just like if you're running a Facebook ad campaign, you know, if you're trying to sell dog toys and you're advertising people that don't own a dog, you're probably not going to have a lot of success, right? So if you think about your contest, what is something that's exciting enough for them to care, even more exciting enough to convince them to share it with friends, but only gets your, your ideal audience to sit up and listen. For example, one of our uh, customers that owns a tractor supply store, the John Deere stuff, right? So riding lawnmowers, big, you know, multi hundred thousand dollar tractors in the state of Washington, they decided, you know what? We want as many people to enter this contest as possible. And this was back in 2013 when the Seahawks uh, went to the Super Bowl. And they're like, we're going to go big. We're going to give two Super Bowl tickets, airplane tickets, hotel, exclusive access to the team, right? Sounds amazing, right? They had a ridiculous amount of people enter, like 100,000 people entered this contest. But what does a, a Super Bowl experience have to do with buying a tractor or riding lawnmower, right? And I had told them this was a bad idea, and I only knew that they ran it because someone I know on my own personal Facebook page that I like went to high school with that lives in an apartment in a metropolitan area was like, this is awesome, enter this contest from you know, this tractor company. And I was like, oh no, right? They spent all this money, all this effort. They had zero sales. Okay. Then they came back and said, you know what? Let's do a farm stetter contest where you'll win like a little small riding lawnmower, like a, a brush mower, you know, all these uh, attachments. And it was this thing, right? So someone who lives in apartments, like what the heck am I going to do with a small brush mower? You know, they're not even interested in it. And it's actually about the same price, if not less expensive than the whole Super Bowl thing they did. They had way less people enter, but everyone who entered was qualified because they decided I want a brush mower. Well, who's a good person to sell brush mowers to? Someone who just told you they want a brush mower. You know what I mean? So that, you know, having a smaller audience that's dialed in and is filtered because of that prize is the whole ball game. Okay, that sounds good. So um, a couple of things before we get into how do we figure out our prize and our world if we're not selling brush mowers or whatever the heck that madness was um, in terms of us selling digital products and coaching, we'll get into the coming up with some ideas in a second. But the first thing I want to come up with is how do we overcome the disappointment when people don't win. Because, of course, we all enter and go, you know what it is? I really like this amazing mini tractor thing. That sounds good. I'm going to enter. So there's there's an argument for, is have I have you now lowered the perceived value of that? Perhaps not. Um, but how do we make it so they don't go, well, now I'm just pissed off because I didn't win the thing. I'm not now going to buy one. I'm really glad you asked that question. So as marketers, we look for every excuse in the book for a reason to run a promotion, a sale, an add-on, and make it limited time, right? You know, happy 
uh, Easter, you know, Merry Christmas, of course, to Black Friday, you know, one of the biggest sales days of the year. We're, we're looking for all kinds of weird things, right? Like happy uncle in law once removed, if we can find it, that'd be a day that we do a sale, right? And so we're always looking for excuses. And what's a better excuse than at the moment that someone has the disappointment of finding out that they lost the grand prize, than to tell them they're special and they earned something for their efforts. So like our, um, our campaign that we love to run at the end of the contest is we create a landing page where we announce the winner and the email we send out to everyone on the list is, you know, and the winner is dot, dot, dot as a subject line, a tight little email says we're super excited. You know, we had a great response. Click here to see if you won. That's the email really short and sweet. They click through to the page in big, bold letters, you know, probably some red mixed in. It says, congratulations, you're a winner hard coded to the page. You're a winner. And then you say on the video, our grand prize winners are X, Y, and Z people, right? Whoever the winners are of the real contest, but we don't want anyone walking away empty handed. So for the next 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever, everyone who would enter the contest, we're giving you, you know, a 40% off coupon or we're doubling your training or we're doubling, you know, we're doing some value add thing that's just for you because that favorite word of marketers, right? Because you took the time to enter the contest and this is your consolation prize that you did in fact win. That is a game changer. There's two <laughs> really big important points to that for me, which, which changed the way that I think about contests. So thanks for sharing that. It's amazing. The first one is the email itself does not announce who the winner is. That is Honestly, I know it sounds like I'm just getting. Oh, I mean, it sounds like hyperbole, but for me, that is massive. I don't know about you, Rob, but that I'd never like. That is different, and that is great. As a person who's like, if you put the winner in the yeah, if you put the winner in the email, you've just forfeited like ninety percent of your revenue. Yep. Right. Yeah, and that's where Done. we definitely fucked it up. So great. Um, so let's not do that again. Um, and the second one is to leverage this. Basically, you're now another way of thinking about the contest. Again, I've not thought of it this way. This is why I'm having like a pow moment is uh, this is freaking awesome, by the way, um, is you are basically using a contest as a preframe for a discount coupon sale. Bingo. That's basically what it is. So next time you want to do a discount, and we've talked about the good things and the bad things about discounting, and it's easy to get trapped in the discount trap. But if there's a really good reason, and this is a damn good reason, because otherwise, if you don't offer a discount at that point, how the hell are you going to make a sale? It will be very, very difficult. I mean, you know, it has to be something special. It doesn't necessarily have to be a discount, but it has to be an add-on, a bonus, right? A bonus stack. Like, you don't necessarily have to go the discount route if you're like morally opposed to discounting, which I understand the, the methodology and, and reasons that people feel that way, but you have to make it special and time sensitive, right? You have to add that scarcity into the mix and you have a reason you say, this deal is so good that you know, we only did it just for you as a special community that that's been with us for the last two weeks been running this campaign. Here's here's the amazing offer that, you know, no brainer offer that you can't say no to. I love it. One of the things that we've run into before with, uh, with, this kind of contest thing is people who maybe like have a thing that they sell or they have a couple of things that they sell and the prize is one of the things they sell now that's good in that it's going to attract the right kind of audience it's going to attract the people who are interested in it but um one of the things that we've seen is that it actually like lowers their sales of the thing because uh well somebody won it i'll wait until there's a, it has the same discount mentality to it i suppose have you seen that or are you inclined to say actually just giving away your product as the prize is good or do you want to try and find like an accessory or like, for example, in the digital marketing space, if you were to give away like an iMac or an iPad or something, you would 
attract some of the right people. You'd also attract some of the wrong people. If you were to give away something that was, uh, you know, uh, a different course, somebody else's course, tickets to a big event that normally people have to buy, a marketing event. I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. Um, but if you were to buy, you know, the biggest digital marketing conference in the world, if you were to give tickets away for that, have you found that it's better to give away something that's like like separate or your product itself? Well, it sort of depends on how big your audience is, um, how much effort you're putting into bringing new blood into it. Because if the first time someone's ever hearing about you is because you're putting an ad campaign into this contest for your product, you're exposing new people. Now, if you do your one product that you have and you do it every quarter to the same list, yeah, you might hurt your sales over time. But generally, if you're bringing new blood in, what you've all you've done is you're raising awareness, you're giving yourself, you're creating space where you can then create the value because then you can future pace. How will your life be different when you have my product, when you have my service, when you have this outcome that you've been talking about? It's basically a long sales pitch, but without, without them ever feeling like they're going to pitch them because you're just saying, imagine if you win. I'm not asking if you bought. Imagine if you got this for free and you had all these transformations and outcomes, right? And as a new lead, that's great. And then at the end, you hit them with that thing and you say, you know, we're opening enrollment at a, you know, whatever discount or, or you know, I'm sponsoring your tuition 20%, however you want to word it, right? If you're small doing the, you know, the marketing conference, like traffic and conversion as an example, or some of the other, you know, mark, you know marketing land expo or, or whatever, search engine land, um, by following those, what, the great part about that strategy is you're then able to tap in to their existing communities and their existing audiences and their existing brand credibility. Um, you know, like for instance, we gave away signed books by Gary Vaynerchuk when he did a book launch. And so I, you know, I, I knew he was in a book launch and he'd be willing to cut a deal. And I bought a whole big box, like a hundred of these signed books. And I said contests and guess who I targeted? Gary Vaynerchuk audience, you know, so it doesn't have to be your own product per se. If you, if you know that, uh, you know, someone, uh, uh, an event or uh, a personality has a very specific kind of following, that's a great way to do it. But, you know, if you're beating your same list and you're not investing or partnering with contest sponsors, which is a whole other thing, we, fi we figured out how to get sponsors to donate money, prize or traffic to your contest in ways that, that, you know, make it so you aren't out of pocket, you maybe even be profitable before you make your first offer. Um, you know, those are all things you can do. So I don't think your, your product is a problem necessarily. Um, but we can get into positioning about that. Uh, I don't think, I think most, most coaches and gurus actually position their services and products incorrectly for contests, but we can talk about that if you want to. We'll definitely get into that. I think one of the things that you sort of started touching on there was, value what's really nice is if you're entering a new marketplace and you say you know i've been really good at selling 27 dollars things and 57 dollars things and and this range and i really like at some point just to sell a 1000 dollar product but making that shift has been a thing you've struggled with it sounds to me like doing it through a contest would be perfect because what you get to do is you get to sell them on the idea of won't your life be better when, look at the transformation when, and then you get to tell them how much the thing is worth. You get to say to them, this, and you're, you're going to enter a contest to be one of three people who's going to win this $1,000 course that I've got. Now you have told them the value of the thing and it's not even for sale. So when it becomes for sale, and even if you do it as a as bonus stacked or if you do it when it's discounted to $700 or $600, you've been able to pre-frame the value of it in a way that's not pretending and it's really removed from the sale. So I absolutely love that. So let's dig into what you were saying there, which is about 
how we position, how gurus, how coaches, that kind of person positions their offer kind of incorrectly. Yeah, and, and it actually does tie to, to one little tidbit on your interpretation of the last part. Most of it was spot on. The one one of the mistakes that leads into the greater part, I think, that most coaches and gurus make is by right on the landing page saying, you know, it's $10,000 worth of coaching. And the problem is, if no one's ever heard of you, no one's ever experienced time to believe that you can produce results by showing them proof, you know, screenshots, case study videos, whatever about each section to build up that value. When they first hit it, a first normal person just thinks, who the hell are you? And why should you be worth $10,000? Are you that full of yourself? Even if you know that that outcome is actually worth a hundred thousand, a million dollars for the right person, slapping a, a, a value on it at the beginning, instead of waiting till at the end, when you've when you've built up that value over time is a mistake. And so that ties in because a lot of gurus, what they want to say is like, my time is worth so much, you know, you're going to get three one-on-one sessions and that's worth this astronomical number to someone who doesn't know me, but it's worth pennies right? The, the value of the cost is pennies compared to the value that someone's going to get if they know the value. So, you know, the CEO of Black & Decker used to say, we don't sell drills, we sell holes. So what you have to think about as a course creator or a coach is not, hey, I'm going to give you private consulting and it's worth this much. It is, I will help you land, you know, 50 clients in the next 60 days or whatever the, the deliverable is. And then you can build up over time how you have a unique mechanism and your strategy, how you, you know, have proven results to the people. So that by the end you think, you know, if one client is worth $500, then it's just a simple math equation. And of course it's worth that much money, but by putting it at the front and, and, and telling them the thing as opposed to the outcome, is a huge mistake in my opinion for course creators and coaches. You need to sell the outcome. And you can see why it's easily done because what you're selling is a prize that has a value. You can see why it's easily done by everybody. Hey, do you want a 10 grand thing for free? Well, actually you need to be selling the outcome for free is really how it should be. It's the outcome, the transformation, the value of that outcome, the price it would cost you to invest in that value to get that value out of the outcome and you can win it for free. Is that a kind of like a, a legitimate breakdown? Yeah, you can win. You can be granted that outcome for no charge if you win. That's that, gorgeous. Because that, then, then it removes the roadblocks, right? Because then it's not like, well, do I believe them? Do I think it's worth 10000 You remove that from the equation entirely. It's, do I want 10 new agency calls a day you know, for the next month? Do I want to have recurring revenue in my, you know, consulting business? Do I, do I want the outcome? And, and that should be a really easy question uh, to answer for someone, as opposed to trying to navigate the waters of, is it worth this? Do I believe this is the right unique mechanism to get me there? All the other decisions that have to be made before you create enough belief to then, then even think about the outcome. So, you, you know, confusion kills conversions every time. So the more that you can remove and give them a, an outcome that they can focus on, then the value thing becomes a, a no brainer side effect. You can put it in your fine print, your copy, you know, you're going to win a consulting package. It's going to consist of the, you know, the, the boring deliverables and it's going to, it has this much street value, but all of your marketing should be about outcomes, transformations, and then building up a proof and belief system. So that by the time you reach that, you are a winner page. 
there's no question that they want the outcome. No question they believe the unique mechanism. Now you just have, now it's just a, thing, a matter of price. And if they believe you and they want the outcome, price is kind of a non-factor. I love it. Really, really cool. So let's, uh, we could talk about this stuff all day long, but we've got to keep the podcast on time. So let's move into subject line of the week, subject line of the week. What have you got for us, Travis? You know, this is an old tried and true one and a tried and true subject line. And I have to admit, I first stole this from Frank Kern way back in the day as an OG headline. It's just the word, hey, all caps, just hey. And the beautiful thing about it, it's short, sweet, People think you're talking to them and it's so vague that you can use it for anything. Hey, are you still interested in advancing your business? Are you, hey, are you still interested in growing your list? Hey, are you still interested in booking 10 agency calls a day? It doesn't even matter what the email is. It can be nice and short with that nice tight, hey, it's a, it's a proven winner almost every time. Absolutely love it. Yeah, hey, do you want to buy a tractor and make some more hay? That's this week's <laughs> subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Can I just apologise? I'm sorry. Terrible, terrible jokes and puns seem to be the the theme of this episode here. From uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be blackballed because it you know just brings out the worst puns out of both of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this has been a lot of pun. Uh, let's move on. And uh, if, <laughs> if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, and I know that you have, uh, Travis, tell people where can we find more about you. Tell us where to go. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you know, you, at the beginning, you mentioned we have a, a couple of tools. The, the one we've talked about the most today is Contest Domination. So they can just go, go to contestdomination.com. They can either do a free trial. We also have a, a free training that they'll see a pop-up for called the Contest Funnel Formula. It's a, some free case studies and a, and a kind of a blueprint on how the system works and how you should think about the structure. And, you know, you're building an email list. So if you want to run on the best email software, in my opinion, in the marketplace, you should definitely check out Campaign Refinery, which is unmatched in our results for actually hitting the inbox. So those are the two tools they can check out. And I'm constantly in and out of that product. So tweet any of those accounts or whatever, and, and I'll keep an eye on it. Awesome stuff. Absolutely amazing. If you want to talk about how these kind of contests work for your business, how you could actually apply them to what you're doing, you might be thinking, this might not work for, for me. Don't worry about it. We'd love to chat with you about it inside of our free Facebook group. So go over to Facebook and look for the Email Marketing Show community, or if you're just on your normal sort of Chrome browser or something like that, hurl that open and type in robandkennedy.group. That'll forward you over to the Facebook group. Travis, thank you so much for being on the show, and we'll see you all soon. 